0: It's only in the last hundred years or so that it's traditional. Mm -hmm. The real tradition is physical gold and silver because that's what protects your purchasing power. And you brought up Zimbabwe and you brought up their new CBDC that they're saying is going to be backed Mm -hmm. by gold. So we have to see. But isn't that what happens a hundred percent of the time when the public loses all confidence in the currency and in the system? then the new currency that they come out with in order to get people to use it is, has some component of gold in there.
1: Welcome to Gold Silver Pros. Searching for the best precious metals deal? Shop with our trusted partner, ArcSilver. Access special deals on silver, gold, and platinum through our website, or call 307-264-9441. everybody, it's Rob Keynes with GoldSilverPros.com and I'm interviewing Lynette Zhang of ITM Trading. Lynette, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great and I'm very happy to be here, Rob. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. Uh, We followed your channel for years and years and years and I think you've done such a great job at educating the public on on what goes on and not only that, but a lot of what you cover maybe is not the stuff you typically see in a precious metals channel or even a financial Mm -hmm. channel and I think it's so highly valuable for that reason. Oh wow, thank you. I wanted to ask you about what's going on in the world. It seems as though we're hurtling toward central bank digital currencies. Um, I think Zimbabwe is the latest one to come out, although it is a gold-backed digital currency, which is nice. But we've had Nigeria, you know, launch it. We've had China launch it. The Fed says Fed Now is not a blockchain, but when I look at the fee schedule and how they organize it, I think it's blockchain. I think they're lying, honestly. But Shocker. I think we're- <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, they would never lie to us. What are you talking about?
1: so we're in central bank digital currency era i think they're going to force it and what was really shocking was uh cnn and fox news coming out last week and saying this may be the end for the dollar i took that as they're ready to transition to the system and that's why they're telling the public they're grooming the public and getting them ready is was is that your thought on it or do you have a different take on on what's coming down the pipe there
0: well there is absolutely no doubt but that uh, the dollar's position as the world reserve currency is, is over. In fact, I've never seen the dollar have this low. I think it's, uh, I may not be exactly accurate, but I'll be pretty close. I believe that only 47%, uh, the dollar makes up only 47% of global reserves. Now, I mean, that's like nothing. And when you look at, what's happening as in terms of GDP, but the BRICS nations are on course, they're actually, um, their, their contribution to GDP is higher than the G7's contribution to GDP. So there is absolutely 100% a major power shift that is happening as we transition from the current fiat system into, the goal is the new fiat system, being more controlled, the CBDCs. To your point, uh, but I'm not sure that we should just lay down and go. Okay, there's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. I-, I think that it's more if if three percent of the population understand what's happening and the dangers of actually going along with it, then I think we have a shot at something different.
1: Yeah. I think we do too. And it's a matter of people sort of waking up and and saying, Hey, this is not what we want. But you know, sometimes I'll get frustrated because just in general life, I I do the show and we, I kind of exist in this bubble of other people, you know, and go to conferences and things. But when I step outside of that bubble and I go talk to people, they're really not aware of what's going on. They know that there are things going on in the world, which may not seem normal. It's kind of like a little bit of cognitive dissonance, Mm-hmm. But they haven't really rejected and said, "I need to make preparations." I have a couple of friends that have started listening to me do that, but a lot of people aren't. What do you suppose it's going to take? You know, is we we had a couple of bank failures. Signature Valley was it, well, a few. First Republic, Silvergate. Well,
0: First Republic is coming up.
1: It's coming up, right? It's
0: coming up. It's coming up fast, um, and th- this is really interesting. But I mean, the bank failures caught people's attention, but they really put a lid on this piece Mm -hmm. pretty quickly by bailing everybody out, which should have been a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. Right. Because who they really bailed out were hedge funds. That's who they bailed out. First time, you know, 2008, they bailed out the banks. This time they bailed out the hedge funds. So um, and and to your point, First Republic coming up because they're trying to sell assets that are well underwater because obviously when interest rates go up, then the market principal value goes down. So interest rates up really high. Now they're going to sell these assets at a huge loss. So they're just trying to avoid the FDIC taking them over because that makes it a little bit more visible. But I don't know that they have the ability to really avoid that. So the fuse is lit and it's not out. They want, they want you to think, oh, okay, we took care of it. It was just a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-off thing. Uh, but they need a really big crisis to make everybody fearful enough to accept what they want to stuff down our throats, which is total control through the CBDC. Mm-hmm. Because they've even said, we can keep our finger on that button and tweak what our policy is 24-7. Well, I don't want a central bank to be doing that to me. They've done such a great job so far on robbing us of all of our purchasing power. And so I think one of the things I want people to know is you vote with your purse and your wallet, right? So if you keep all your wealth in the system, that's your vote. And that's what most people do because that they've been trained to think of that as traditional, but it's not traditional. It's only in the last hundred years or so that it's traditional, Mm -hmm. the real tradition is physical gold and silver because that's what protects your purchasing power. And you brought up Zimbabwe and you brought up their new CBDC that they're saying is going to be backed Mm -hmm. by gold. So we have to see. But isn't that what happens a hundred percent of the time when the public loses all confidence in the currency and in the system, then the new currency that they come out with in order to get people to use it is has some component of gold in there. So I think Zimbabwe is just showing us where we are headed. But what 2022 they brought out the one ounce gold coin. Well, who can afford the one ounce gold coin in Zimbabwe? But the one percent, the elites, the normal public, they can't. So presumably they're doing the CBDCs so that the general public with whatever Zimbabwean dollars they're holding or other currencies that they're holding can convert into a gold unit. In this token. Um, I'm I'm watching it to see what it really looks like. It won't be 100% backed, I'm sure, because yeah. that takes away all flexibility, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, maybe it's just a, a digital version of the old gold standard in which you know, countries like the U.S. overprinted and got called on it by Europe taking their gold. And so they had to come off. And I kind of see central bank digital currencies not lasting very long. I, I, w- mm-hmm. I will say it is a control mechanism because they can control, you know, the aggregate money in the system, supposedly with a push button or a computer program, if you will, built in bail-ins and, and, you know, in your bank account. Um, all that kind of stuff is kind of scary. And, and yes, they could. And in, in their mind, they want to control money supply. They control everything. So yes, they could, but the people you have to have the confidence of the people and the people don't adopt that system. It doesn't matter what you put out. And at the end of the day, the people have to agree to be in it. And what disturbs me most about all this, Lynette, is we haven't had that national conversation about whether we even want central bank digital currencies. It just seems like it's here's the problem, we've got the solution. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't look inside the box right but it doesn't that always lead to all sorts of issues when the public does it has not had time to understand and and have an opinion on what you know major financial system changed like this
0: well you know back in the early 70s when they transferred us from or transitioned us from uh, at least a quasi goldback system into a debt-based system mm-hmm. i don't really remember and i don't remember my parents or my aunts and uncles that would meet every friday night and have these conversations where i learned a ton mm-hmm. uh, but but i don't think they had a big national discussion there either what they do when they make these transitions is they try and keep it as normal to what people are used to as possible so you know their not intention is to not pull cash from the market even though fewer and fewer people are using cash for, you know, transactions, because then it would be obvious. And I think it was Karstens. I don't remember his name, his first name, but at the at the uh, IMF in a report a year or so ago, a couple of years ago, where he was saying, now look, when people go to the grocery store with a CBDC, it's going to look exactly like if they went to the grocery store with a credit card or a debit card, it'll be different but people will not notice it. So I don't think they really want to open up a national conversation to get whether or not people want to use it. I think that the way that they typically do it is there's some major crisis. And I'm seeing all of the repeatable patterns, you know, war, civil rights, um, oil, energy issues, et cetera. There's a whole bunch of them. And every single one of them is in play right now. So, Mm -hmm. if we get a major crisis that scares enough people, and and I think what happened in twenty twenty was a test, right? How what can we get away with? And um, then they're just going to try and make this transition, and hopefully people will will adopt it. I mean, we all have those Fed Now accounts. We all have them. Mm -hmm. They put them in in what two thousand and nineteen. Mm -hmm. That was the announcement, right? Well, you weren't planning on launching it until 2023. So why did you announce it and put everything in place in 2019? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we have a crisis. I mean, we are definitely going into a recession. I mean, the Fed is definitely getting what they want with fewer and fewer people employed. Mm -hmm. You know what? Disney is laying off a whole bunch of people now. UBS is laying off a whole bunch of people. So, I mean, because it is people asking for more money for wages because of inflation. That's what's causing the inflation. It's not all of their, you know, money printing that they've done or the way that they have chosen winners and losers and all that other garbage. No, 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 no. So, yeah, I certainly trust them. Not.
1: Yeah. On our live stream this week, I kind of combined the central bank digital currencies with AI and 5G, oh, yeah. and 5G and 5G is an enabler for AI. You know, I worked for Verizon for a long time. This is the first time I'm talking about this publicly on purpose. I didn't talk about my time at Verizon. You know, I was the lead cybersecurity guy for this. And uh, what I did was we, you know, we did the risk plans for this network. So I know it very well. And I wrote the plans for the pen testers. I hired the pen testers who went in secured it. And then we developed it. It's really good. Verizon was the first company to do this they're really trying to become a secure company but when when you go in there you look and see what 5G is and what 5G is is not just faster speeds on your phone in fact the faster speeds is probably the least impactful part of the change they're redoing the whole network and the network has become a surveillance grid whether or not they or not I'm not I'm not saying you know they did but it is a surveillance grid and It'll with Internet of Things, meaning everything being connected, cameras everywhere that are easily accessible, and you add that to AI, what is AI? AI is a computer able to take all of that and surveil it and say, This is right, this is wrong automatically. And so if you look at the constitution, you have the right to face your accuser. Well, if your accuser is a AI bot, how do you face how them do you in face court? Them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not really constitutional, but that's the system they have in place, and there are all sorts of benefits that they're that they're going to come out and say we can live in this te- technologically advanced society. We're like the Jetsons. We have you know flying cars and stuff. But the drawback is you got no privacy. uh They can turn. I mean, if you add it to the CBDC st- stuff and FedNow, I mean they can turn off your bank account stuff like right. that. So what? It, so I'm kind of painting the picture that this is you know, kind of 1984, the book 1984, right? Right, right. What's the best way, Lynette, to kind of stay out of that? They're going to, the surveillance grid's coming. You can't stop it. It's already here, as a matter of fact. This is here. Yeah, it is. It's here, but but what's the way out for people, do you think?
0: You know, there are a couple things, but mostly it's the mantra, right? You want to be as independent and self sufficient as possible. So that's food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Mm-hmm. That's where you have the physical metals that come in that are in your possession, that are actually truly invisible. And you have to be creating that community so that we can come together and help each other because if you stay inside of the system, you're dependent completely on the system, then they gotcha. You. Then you have to do what they want you to do in order to survive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have to, you have to counter that. We vote with our wallets, that's how we vote. So putting in your food source, your energy source, putting your water source, all of that, securing that, that's the only way, in my opinion, that we can do this.
1: Yeah. And I think what it speaks to Lynette, you know, when I first came out and saying 2018, and every time I talk to you, you're talking about all those things. It's not just about the money part. It's about food. And right. Think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You got to do them all right. Security. Um, isn't that really going local in a way? Because yes. if you're using your credit card or you're traveling around for work and you have, you know, all of this kind of stuff going on and you have all these issues, I suspect people are going to suffer because they're not going to have local resources. You may not have your local food sources. You may not have you know people to barter and trade with. You know if we run into issues with with the system. Really isn't it all go going local and making friends with local people and and kind of building that 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 up so that you're not dependent upon the government or somebody across exactly. the country to get you something, right?
0: Oh, yeah, exactly that. That's the part of community is arguably the most important part of this Mm -hmm. because one person can't really do it all themselves. You know, I'm doing a lot, but the reality is, is I have a whole community of people that are supporting what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, somebody asked me today, well, in your bug out location, which I'm planning for 40 people, so everything I'm doing is geared toward 40 people. okay, And you know they say, well, how do you choose, aside from your family, because family gets in, obviously, mm-hmm. but how do you choose? And it's skill sets. So I think this is a great time to mm-hmm. develop some new skill sets that you have or to sharpen the skill sets that you already have. And I think that's critically important in your neighborhood. To your point, I'm lucky in that I live in a neighborhood that's very walkable. So I know my neighbors, Mm -hmm. right? And so you need to, to your point, get to know your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, again, to your point, are not really paying attention, but all of my neighbors know I'm growing food. Mm -hmm. And all of my neighbors know that if they're walking by, they can pick a pomegranate, they can pick a zucchini, right? And part of that you know, if we come together with our different skill sets and and maybe a lot of people aren't going to have those skill sets. I'm, you know, I'm fortunate, (coughs) excuse me, in that I've hired the skill sets that I lack or I don't have time more. It's also true that I just don't have time to do it because I'm busy doing research. Right. But yeah, it's that community piece that we need to put together.
1: So a couple of things we talked about before the video, and we may wrap up on this. I know we have a time limit. Um, I, I've been getting just inquiries out of left field. Uh, you know, we do retail sales, sales here, gold silver pros, just connecting people with, you know, um, companies like yours and others. But I've had these, I've had these requests come in the last few weeks, and they're a little odd. One was hey, we want to do an ETF fund on artisanal mining. Hey, Rob, can you hook us up with artisanal mining? I'm thinking, okay, the last time I went to Africa was kind of never, (laughs) or the Middle East where you know, and a lot of that goes through Dubai and I'm thinking I'm just not the right guy. But obviously these people are looking for gold. And if you're stepping down to artisanal mining, it it means you're not getting the flow that you need from the regular mining complex. And supposedly we have all this gold on Comex in London. Why are they going (laughs) to artisanal mines? And then yesterday, I'm on a call with an investor wanting to start working for a hedge fund that wants to buy 150 million in gold, but it wasn't finished gold. It's Dore bars, you know, from the miners, I mean, so, you know, supposedly so they could mint their own bars and, you know, and 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 the miner, and I talked to some miners about it and they're like, well, I, I don't know, we have that much. And even if we did, you know, what, the demand for gold behind the scenes, exactly. Scene, you know, you're not seeing it on mainstream media, but it is ridiculous. I'm People are coming to me, a retail guy, to say, I need wholesale gold from every corner of the earth. Can you help me do this? Right. And I'm like, you know, I know a lot of people, but goodness gracious, how am I going to herd together a thousand artisanal miners and create a fund out of that? You know, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. It just seems to me that the whole thing is, is a fagazzi in terms of what we actually have in metal. I don't believe anything on that Exactly. No, because I wouldn't be getting those calls if, if it was there.
0: Exactly. And that's true for both gold and silver they have created a ton of paper gold and paper silver so they can make the price look however they want to make it look and trade on it but when you get to the physical world there is a finite amount period end of discussion and if the central banks who have been buying gold hand over fist 2022, the highest since 1967 and the start of this year at higher levels than they have ever seen. What does that tell you about central banks? Because they're pulling that off the market. That's why these other hedge funds or any other ETFs or any of that, they're having trouble getting the physical metal because it's just not available. And that's what people don't understand. And so the premiums go up because they're suppressing the visible price. Because we all know this, a rising gold price, this is the primary currency metal period, right? Right. So a rising gold price is an indication of a failing currency, right? Mm -hmm. If you understand, or I should say, once you understand that this currency is failing, boy, don't you make different choices.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've had a friend come to me and say, I want to take my 401k and IRA and stick them into gold. How do I do it? And, uh, you know, we've been friends for a long time, you know, he's followed the channel, but he just something up in the last couple of months, he decided it's time. And, you know, I'm hoping more people see that I'm hoping more people are kind of waking up and say, okay, now it's really at the 11th hour. We really don't have much time. I suspect Lynette that we're a lot closer to a potential meltdown than, than people realize. (laughs) within months, potentially, or maybe, you know, a short period of time.
0: I would absolutely agree with that. And if you, you know, and I think even when we talked earlier in the year, I said there had to be a crisis Mm -hmm. before June 30th of 2023, which is when the LIBOR goes away. Um, They're creating a synthetic LIBOR and we shift into this new benchmark. Look, I could be wrong. Maybe there isn't going to be a crisis around that. But this, time, this at this level, it has never, ever, ever been done before. And it would impact every single contract on the planet. And we can already see with the rise in interest rates and what happened at SVB and Signature Bank and, and probably First National or whatever that next one is that's about to fall. You know, I mean, it, it, it's it's this simple. When interest rates go up, the principal market value goes down. And so, oh, First Republic. So now First Republic is talking about selling $100 billion or $100 million or whatever it is of assets underwater that are underwater just so that it's not visible to the FDIC. And didn't all those other banks rush in to give them $30 billion to cover some shortfalls, but did it fix the problem? No, it just no. papered over it for a minute. So I am 100% in agreement with you. And when I look at what happened in 2008, when JP Morgan took over Bear Stearns, that was like to the day uh, within a week. And then it wasn't until September of 2008 that the public realized it. Mm -hmm. But the crisis had already started to erupt in 2007. They just couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. So I am seeing along with you, and this gives me a tremendous amount of hope, more and more people start to realize there's just something that just is not right here. And that's why you're also seeing what's happening in the physical gold market, because it's not just the large entities, it's even the individuals that are going, wow, maybe I need to buy gold.
1: Yeah. And it seems like it's it's a rush and then it's not gonna be there because if you're scraping the bottom barrel and some of these you know, projects people are coming to me, that means, yeah, there's some gold and silver there. There's some liquidity, but it's not enough, near enough for what people are going to want. And I mean, I don't even know if 1% of people, I, not even a half percent of people around the world are going to be able to get their hands on it You know, when the currencies start to fail. It's really right. that rare. It's that rare. And If you want it, if you, you know, you want to get it, you really have to get it now. I know I say this, it's a broken record, but I'm telling you, man, the stuff going on is crazy. So if I know that you have a strategy, talk a little bit about your strategy for people. You look at their situation, you look at what they're trying to do. Your team does a really good job at developing strategies for people. So explain how you do that and kind of how you came about uh, coming up with that strategy over all these years.
0: Okay, well, that part that part is actually easy because I became a stockbroker in 1986, so I was there on Black Monday. But in that capacity, I happened to stumble across non-dollar denominated bonds, which are just bonds that are issued in different currencies. But then I had to understand currencies and how they work. Mm-hmm. In that capacity, I started seeing patterns, repeatable patterns, because there are well over 4,800 currencies, I got a bunch of them in my drawer here that do not exist anymore, right? Yeah. Okay, they just don't exist because if a government says this is money, guess what? The government can also say this is no longer money. So people need to to get that piece. But when you see those repeatable patterns and they happen over 4,800 times, 100% of the time, and we're doing the same thing, the most likely outcome is we're going to get the same result. So I put together a strategy for myself based upon these repeatable patterns. And it's really quite simple. And so, I mean, I used to have a SEP IRA so that it was in the system. I used to own stocks and bonds and all that kind of stuff. I don't own any of that anymore because what I realized was everything has a life cycle. And I can guarantee you, I am at a different point in my life cycle at 68 than my granddaughter that just turned eight. Right, Mm -hmm. different life cycle, but everything has that. So when I went to ITM Trading, obviously I brought that strategy in with me Mm -hmm. and we just kind of tweaked it over the years because there's lots of talent there. And so we customized the strategy. It's the same basic strategy that I'm executing for myself. But the thing that we put first are your goals and your circumstances, what do you have to work with? And then we build it from there so that what you're doing actually supports what you're trying to accomplish. Your goals have to come first. They have to come first. And the strategy encompasses everything. I mean, definitely, this is your foundation is the gold and the silver because it's real money and it's globally recognized and it has the broadest base of functionality. That's the biggest problem that I have with some of these other alternatives is I can't see what their functionality is past like one little place and maybe, and they're only used in one little area. So if you're going into a war, what do you want? You want one little pen knife or do you want an arsenal? Right, right gold and silver physical gold and silver are used across every single sector of the global economy Mm -hmm. so that means it has the broadest base of functionality lots and lots of functions and it has the broadest base of buyer so it doesn't have to pay you any interest Mm -hmm. because it's the safest thing that you can do because a hundred percent of the time there is demand and availability is one thing right because it's physical and it's finite when that comes off the market it's it's off the market you have to wait until somebody's willing to sell it having said that liquidity wise there are always people i i get this question a lot is well who's going to want to buy my gold when it's you know let's just even say 10 million dollars an ounce which may sound outrageous at this moment Mm -hmm. but Probably if you had said, well, it's going to be $2,000 an ounce when it was $20. This is a $20 gold piece that would have sounded outrageous too. Well, there are always people with wealth and money and they're going to want to protect it. Look at Zimbabwe coming out with the one ounce coins Mm -hmm. and now coming out with presumably digital Mm -hmm. gold tokens for the population. So the strategy is based on that, and it's based on it puts your goals first, and it's really simple, but it also encompasses everything else food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. You got to do it all.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. So, uh, if people are interested in your strategy, Lynette, how do they reach out to you and your team?
0: Ah, well, that's easy. You can go to itmtrading.com, mm-hmm. um, very active on YouTube. We have a number of channels, including a Spanish speaking channel, including Beyond Gold and Silver, which addresses all the rest of the mantra mm-hmm. issues and tries to approach you from wherever you are. If this is all brand new to you, we've got some basic things that you can do to get more secure for your food and water, etc. If you are advanced, ah, come help us teach other people how to get to that level. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty visible, or you can even search me, Lynette Zhang, Z-A-N-G. I'm pretty easy to find, actually.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, Lynette. You have so much knowledge, and thank you for sharing it. I, it's it's easy to say somebody has knowledge, but it's hard to put in all the work that you and your team do to educate people. And especially in my early days, and I had a lot of my friends who really Watch well, you continue to do so, uh, you know, now as well. Thank you. But just thank you for all the stuff you've done over the years and being a part of the community and coming out and talking about this because it's so important and not many people oh. talk about it. And it's, and it's great that, that you guys are doing that. And I appreciate that.
0: Well, I appreciate you. And I appreciate having you on, having me on your channel. Thank you Absolutely.
1: so much. Thank you so much, uh, Lynette with ITM Trading. You can find her at itmtrading.com, ITM Trading on YouTube, and I think beyond gold and silver now as well on your uh, oh, yeah. YouTube channel. Well, she would talk about her prepping and all that kind of stuff, which Mm -hmm. which I love because I've been a prepper for a long time. So, fully recommend that. Thank you so much, Lynette, and thanks for stopping by again.
0: My pleasure. Thanks, Rob.
1: Hey, thanks for watching. We selected these videos just for you. Check them out. And remember, four ninety nine a month keeps the lights on and the channel going. So, join our Gold Silver Pro supporter membership. We appreciate your support. Keep stacking.